Welcome to Tabletop Dropouts. I'm George. I'm Mike. I'm Zach. The you fuck was that, Mike? <laughs> Starting off a goddamn episode that way. This is why we're not. This is why we're not in the top in tradition. ten. This is why we're not getting awards like fucking cereal and shit for our podcast. Oh yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that we're covering space monopoly. Shut up! Now you're the other reason. <laughs> space, space monopoly. There's not well, it's actually it was supposed to be space Yahtzee, but, but my brain just space broke. Yahtzee. That's funny too. Yeah, that 40k is totally space Yahtzee. Yeah, fuck you, Zach. We're having a great time <laughs> over yeah, here. Fuck you guys. This is fucking raining on the parade over here. You know what? Like you're a Debbie racist. Downer over here. You're a bad person. So <laughs> despite what this intro <laughs> might have suggested, uh, this is going to be part of our uh, introduction to gaming series of podcasts where our series of episodes where we're going to look at specifically what is a linchpin of tabletop gaming in general no matter whether you're playing board gaming role-playing games anything and that is your local game store scene but this discordant stupid intro is a perfect segue <laughs> into that because guess what game stores tend to be discordant <laughs> so <laughs> this is 100 percent true as well I always enjoy these off the off flash in the pan like episodes yeah, like where, nope. just, where it's just banter and, and going back. We're like we're trying to be all serious about codexes and we're like, well, the strategy of this book <laughs> is so different and the keywords and all this stuff. And then like the next episode is like, fuck you, Zach. I'm gonna fuck everything up and we're gonna just throw everything around and do that shit the way that we're supposed to do it. George, have you know, have you have you noticed that it's always fuck you, Zach? That Mike said he never says fuck you, George. It's well, because we've already established I'm the most even keel one out. Of all of us, so. that's true. <laughs> Mike's the dice throwing, like, I actually do throw dice sometimes. I'm like, yeah, fuck these three, yeah, dice. Mike. Like, can I just, like, yeah, throw yeah, them? fuck you. And I'm then, gonna put you on blast on the podcast. Yeah, you threw dice during our last game, I, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I picked up the dice and I was like, fuck these dice, and I just threw them. <laughs> and everybody around me was like, what the fuck? And guess what? That's probably what you're gonna see at your local game store. I am that guy at the game store, <laughs> yeah. So, but you were also you doing are, it as a joke, it was also jokingly. If you're getting into the tabletop hobby, there's a lot of stuff you can do just, you know, with your friends. But there's going to be a point where you want to kind of get out there and maybe do some window shopping, maybe meet some new people. And that's what inevitably draws you to what's referred to online as the friendly local game store or FLGS. Not to be confused with a game store chain called FLGS. FLGS, the friendly local game store, is a term you see online for what ends up being the person's game store of choice. Now, in your local area, you're probably going to have a good number of local game stores if you're in a big city. If you grew up where I grew up, you will have no game stores and have to drive an hour to get to one, which makes the experience of going there even better. Um, but, like, for, for example, in our area, in the St. Augustine-Jacksonville area, how many game stores would you say we have? Oh, my God. Are, are we, we counting the Warhammer stores? Yeah, I'm going to count probably, the Warhammer. Yeah, that's you, a distinction we should probably make is that GW has their own shop. chain. Does make, yeah, they have their own brand, and it was they had Games Workshop and Warhammer, but I believe that all of the stores they, they've have now rebranded been, them to Warhammer stores. Yeah, to Warhammer stores. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's an important distinction to make. Uh, there are some key differences, and we'll kind of highlight those as we go through. I, I think there's like nine to ten stores in the two areas. At, at least, yeah. I, I found out about one yesterday. Literally, someone mentioned D3. I yeah, mean, D3. I, I'd never heard of them before. D3 is a good store. And yeah. but and that just goes to show that like there'll be a lot and you won't know all of them. I know back in New Orleans, I was aware of like six or seven of them. Yep. And a lot of them were places I never stepped foot in because they weren't my FLGS. They were not the store I went to um, for various reasons. But um, you'll have a network of them. And one of the key things that you are going to have to decide first is what are you looking for in your local game store that, that will kind of help you decide what is going to be your FLGS. So I know my... As is typical whenever I'm running these things, I like to put you guys on the spot. What what do you look for in a game store, guys? Like, what is something that you see when you go in and you're like, oh, this is cool, or you see you go in and that's a big red flag? Uh, real answer is a shortage of Magic the Gathering players. Yeah. That, that's like, what you're like, looking for. The lowest like, number of Magic the Gathering players is probably the store that I'm going to want to go to the most. And it's that in the combination of other things. Like, yeah, like the cardlings tend to be an issue. Um, I, honestly, I would even say the tabletop role players too. Big yeah, I, well. I I don't know what it is. Like I I know that a lot of people play D and D, but D and D is definitely a game that's a little bit more suited, I think, to a private home or venue. Well, it's an intimate thing. Yeah, and it's it's, it's a well, thing where you're with your friends playing a very campaign that's unique to you, and you're having a great time. Yeah, and for whatever reason, the ones that we bumped into around 
you know, Jackson St. Augustine tend to, like, not have the best social skills. And so, like, like I don't need you, like, leaning up against my table when I'm trying to play Warhammer. Like, you go well, to your own I, table. And like, I think that's something uh, that's – uh, you can just kind of hit on a thing that I was going to mention is how is their play space set up is a really big thing for me. Yeah. Like, I don't mind – in fact, sometimes I'm very happy when I see role-playing games being played in the store – but one of our stores down here has a very, very good setup for that in that they have little booths set aside so that if you're playing a role-playing game, you're in one of these booths and they have closable doors. So you're, you maintain that experience as a player that's appealing to me because, like you said, it's an intimate, closer thing. And it also helps with the, while I'm playing another game, a board game, whatever, I'm not having that, your experience with the role, tabletop role-playing game bleeding over into me sling dice with my war game or my board game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to some degree, but how often are we actually able to get those rooms when we go? Well, but I'm saying for the role players to be able to be in there. Yeah. There's other issues with that store set up as far as what I, pros and cons. And, and there's very, it's, most stores will not have it. What is your perfect setup in your mind? No, yeah. no, you never will. Yeah. yeah Cause I mean, they're dealing with work constraints of where they're, <clears throat> where they're at and all that. Um, but their organization is a big thing. Um, if you're interested in playing war games, which if you're listening to our podcast regularly, I, we have to assume that's part of your hobby. Um, if you, and you don't see the big four by six standard war game tables adequately spaced out to where you're going to be comfortable playing, that might not be a place you want to play games. It might be a place you want to support because they do other things you like, but it'll probably w- will not elevate itself to I'm going here to play. Yeah, and I think that, you know, there, there's a few stores in Jack's that are like that. You know, there's one that's relatively new, and I don't think we're going to drop names or anything like that. But the owner, you know, has a really fantastic social media presence and really just generally seems like a really cool business owner and a good store. But the thing is, from my understanding, that store has, like, exactly one table that could be used for Warhammer. If and, it's the store I think of, they've already made it. They've not made it clear, but it sounds like they're much more into attracting the board game. Yeah, product. which is cool. Fine. Awesome. Yeah. That's good yep. because there there isn't a dedicated – well, I mean, there's a couple of stores that have board games, but – Very few of them are dedicated. Dedicated to it. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, that's cool. You know, that's, that's their niche, and that's good. It's just – probably not going to be a store that I go to very often. Right. Which sucks because it's like, it's a cool store. I like the people that work there, you know, and they, they obviously care. Um, which I think is another big thing that you look for in a store. Like for me, at least like, you know, I, I get that it's a game store and so it's not going to be the fucking Ritz, but you know, the, the interior of the place, the exterior, you need to like do some work. Like if you're, if you're a game store owner, like put some love into it, you know, like, I get that maybe, you know, you're not in the best facility because you're trying to keep rent cheap. We've talked about how game store owners work on a pretty, you know, Yeah, they're, they're slight, on a thin margin. Yeah, on, on thin margins. And so I, I get that, you know, cutting rent down is good, but, you know, put some love into your store and make it look decent on the inside. Uh, and one of my biggest red flares or red flags, and I agree with what y'all were saying, the setup and um, Magic players, and I'll t- I think we should talk, take a moment a little bit to talk more about what why magic is kind of getting picked on here um but to me a big red flag is what is the employee doing when i walk in especially if i'm not a local and i'm going to talk about a store that uh i will drop names because they are closed they closed down and i actually had a kind of nasty confrontation with the owner went right before they closed because of some stupid comments he made to me when i basically was like oh it sucks that your store is closing um There was a store that I used to go to pretty regularly called Galactic Games in the Metairie Kinner area out in New Orleans. And it changed owners, and it was very noticeable once it changed owners because uh, they changed locations. And then when I went in there looking for some privateer press stuff, the guy was sitting at the counter, was playing WoW, could not be bothered to assist me when I asked him a direct question where something is. Like, I get, okay, this guy might be a little regular, he knows where stuff is, but when I say, hey, where is this specific mini? And he just kind of gestured off to the stack of privateer press stuff, which was organized in such a way I needed a step ladder to get to the section I needed to look at, and the guy could not be pulled away from his game. Uh, I never stepped foot in that store again until literally right before they closed. And um, when I walked in, I happened to be back in the city because of some family stuff, and I decided to stop in just, and they were having their closeout sale, and the owner was there for once. And I kind of made a comment, oh, it sucks that you guys are closed. I used to come here a lot. And he's like, 
oh, you know, a lot of people are saying that, but if y'all had come shopped here more, maybe we wouldn't be closing. And I said, well, maybe if your employees weren't assholes and actually paid attention to people, I would have shopped here more. Boom. You're done. <laughs> and I walked out. And, you know, like, that, that store proved to me, at least that owner and how his employees acted, proved to me that that was not my FLGS anymore. Mm. They had sent, went from being just, from being my friendly local game store, just being a random local game store. And I then started going spend my money at another place that is still operating today. And anytime I go in town to visit my family, I will inevitably stop at this little local game store that's still doing well because they actually, when I walk in, they're like, oh, hey, have you checked this out? They, they point me to new product. They answer my questions. They are very, very welcoming. Even though they are a store that caters heavily to the magic crowd too, they still, they, they haven't let it overwhelm them. And I think that's the problem with magic, kind of looping back is that magic tends to overwhelm a store and push everything else out. Right. Yeah, and that's usually, I think you guys have even talked about this on the show, but that seems to be when a, when a, when a, excuse me, when a store is in its death spirals is when magic takes over. That, that tanks the store because, in my opinion, you know, and I, I worked at a, a local game store here in Jacksonville for about a year, well, I don't know, for a couple of months, but, um, it, you know, it, there was the trifecta of stuff that brought people in. There was... Dungeons and Dragons, and you know they that led the RPG tree. There was Warhammer, and then there was Magic. And those three thing, those three game systems need to kind of work in harmony mm-hmm. for a store. Because I mean, you know, GW is like the big ticket items, but you don't sell as much of it. Magic, you sell a shitload of those little card sleeves. They're inexpensive, but people come in and drop ninety dollars on them because they're quote unquote cheap. Um, and then D and D man. You're just you're bringing people in off the streets with that shit. Yeah, D and D is a cultural touchstone. Like crazy. So, yeah. But it, once one of those gets dominant, you know, in a store that relies on all three, the store starts dying, in my opinion, at least. And you know, I, you know, I'm not a businessman or anything like that, but just from seeing it at a couple of different stores, it's like when one of those takes over, especially if it's magic or, especially if it's like your return RPG customers because a lot of the guys that come in and play RPGs every day aren't spending any money in the fucking store. Right. Yeah. So. That's really the problem. And then the other thing is and kind of I wanted to branch off of what George said which was yeah. certain stores are going to have certain specializations, right? Like there's one store in Jack's Beach that's very much a board game store and that's run very well and it knows exactly what its niche is going to be. The owner said, you know, I'm not doing magic, I'm not doing Friday Night Magic, I'm not doing this because that's not the kind of clientele that I want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that's that's basic business 101 is that, I mean, in, in tons of business books, they say, find out what your core mission is and provide that mission. And, and if it's not part of it, don't keep it. Well, and I know which story you're talking about. And if you look at it, there's, there's spaces and set up to do a ton of magic to begin with. Right. Uh, and they're relatively close to another store that is a big magic store. Right. So why would they want to go into that space? Exactly. And it's the same thing with their, their diminished, like they carry wargaming stuff but they're not going to make it a priority because they're near another game store that does have more gaming space. Yeah. So there there will be a thing for whatever is interesting to you. You just got to figure out which store that is. But also, yeah. like you said with the employees, we have one store that I don't necessarily like the people at the store, but I like the employee at the store because the employee is a good person and they do lots of you know cool shit for and you, us. you're talking about where i used to work and i know you're not right yeah and i know you're not saying me because i'm a bad person no. but I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, you, so, you suck ass yeah, i would have i would have never gone back if you were working the day i went in no no i mean but mike makes a great point like this is a store that i used to work at and i still get a 20 percent discount at but like i probably wouldn't go in there anymore if it wasn't for the fact that i actually like two of the dudes that work there yeah i mean i like the, i like yeah. the guys that work there and you know it's like and i like some of the people that go yeah and, and i think you know what and th- this does tie back in to like what can bring into a game store this location has like six warhammer tables like if yeah. i go in there i know i will have a space to play you have a space to so, play and you know a lot of the guys that play there and they're guys you don't mind playing against or, or enjoy playing against not so that's some that's so actually there's. that's that's some of my that's my biggest piece of it's advice complicated is and i'll tell you this just based on my first-hand experience is that i went to that store uh, the first time I posted looking for a game, I actually met up with Zach. And that's how Zach and I met, was I had posted going to that store. I met him on a Saturday, and I went. And if I hadn't, and, and this is the, the biggest piece of advice I can give somebody going to an FLGS, 
you are going to see people there that are assholes and they suck and there's a lot of people at those stores and they're unfortunately a part of the hobby like you're just going to have to accept that some people are just going to be jerks while i was there there was another guy there who had a very interesting army he was playing eldar and i was like wow i haven't seen an eldar list yet that's really cool somebody else proceeded to call him a homosexual pejorative for playing that army and ripped on him tons of people were making fun of him i have not seen that guy back yeah like three really cool people while i was there like zach was cool until i got to know him better <laughs> but um another guy was chris who's gone now he, he moved away to he's coming a, back oh he's is he? moving back yeah oh, next month back? Yeah. cool i'm looking forward to seeing that guy yeah again. with his shitty imperial fist yeah. fuck you chris <laughs> yeah let's all yeah. beat him up now <laughs> and i know yeah don't move back your bitch stay in yeah, Oregon. We're gonna kill, fuck we're gonna, you. <laughs> um but uh he was a really nice guy and he sat there and said you know he's like actually man this this unit would be really good for your list and there's one for sale right over there on the used counter and i was like oh thanks man and it was like 30 bucks and i was able to make my list a little bit stronger because he had given me those those pointers and somebody actually spent the time to give me some critiques on my list and tell me how to get better at the game and so i was like okay so there's some shit bags that are at the store and then there's some cool people and so i was kind of like this is it's a mix and match and, and to complete my thought is try to find at least two to three people at a, at, a, at a game store that's playing the games that you want to play and just kind of like you're going to have some bad games you're going to have some people you don't want to ever talk to again but odds are you're going to meet one to two people there that you can actually play games with outside of the store if you are not also an asshole yeah. like yeah. and that's kind of the thing it's like i ended up kind of poaching people from the game stores that I knew things from, I was like, I don't like any of you people, but I like that guy. So I'm going to invite that guy over to play garage hammer sometime and just get to know him a little bit better. And then other people, I was like, you know, I don't want to hang out with you, but yeah, there's, there's a list of people in my mind from the game store that we're talking about that. I just, I don't play games against them. Like, I mean, I, I try to get in two, three games a week if at all possible, but if it comes down to, you know, like old loudmouth, you know, is the only person that I get to play this week. Eh, maybe I'll cut the grass a little bit longer this Saturday. What's funny is um, I don't go to the games where y'all are talking about specifically because I'm a hermit, apparently, compared to the rest of y'all. But also, it's a little bit far enough away that I don't... I, but I do know some of the guys. And, yeah, you're not... You're never going to run into a game store that doesn't have that loudmouth jerk. Yeah. There's always at least one person who's going to fall in there. And you have to be kind of mentally prepared to just these are shared spaces and there's no as much as I would love for the loudmouth jerk not to be there when I'm there I want them to be able to go because that's an experience that everybody should be able to have um, but the in general there you're gonna have to find the tribe the game store that works best for you right and it might take some trial and error you might go in one place and after you walk out you go I'm never going there again because you know you run into all the tick marks that are red flags for you that you cannot tolerate and there, there have been, I have not had a store that I have immediately disqualified yet, except for one store, and you and I both went there, and at the same time, the, the, the owner's kids were standing there oh, throwing yeah, dice yeah. at each other. Yeah, they're closed. Instead they're of, closed. Uh, instead of, instead of like, you know, I just wanted to buy some paints, and they had like a whole Warhammer paint section, and I was going to pick up a model, and I was just like waiting for these guys to stop throwing dice at each other like a bunch of idiots, and I was like, you know what, screw it, and I just left it on the counter and left. Yeah, and that's... I think I'm interrupting a little bit, but you know, that that's something, you know, more advice to like store owners and like, especially employees to like, remember that you're in a place of business and I mean, maybe this, it's not even directed at store owners. Cause I, I think, you know, a fucking game store being your bread and butter, you're very aware that this is a place of business. But when you're in a game store, just as a customer, remember that that is somebody else's lifeline and try not to be a total fucking asshole. Like I'm, you know, clearly I just curse twice in one sentence. So I've got, you know, a potty mouth and I really don't do a great job of that in game stores. Like yesterday when I was playing, I shouted, yeah, bitch, at somebody. And of course, you know, I was joking around with another guy and we understood, you know, that I wasn't actually being aggressive, but it was wrong of me to do that because we're in somebody else's store and there could be, you know, a family or something. There wasn't at the time. Um, but there could be, like, a family or something, you know, they're, like, trying to get, like, a board game or whatever, you know, and they hear that, and 
they got to usher their kids out, you know, yeah. because they're not yeah. they're choosing not to raise yeah, them. You, you definitely you know, need to have some social I, awareness. I am definitely fucking, guilty of yeah. telling Zach to suck my wang and like, <laughs> yeah. it's like suck my wang and like. Mike, looking you've done around. it in front of your kids, I think. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never done it in front no, of the kids. I, I would never do that. But then I have to like, oh shit, are there kids in this store? Like very rare, but except for Tucker, Tucker stops wearing. You're 15. Yeah, jeez. I work with your dad. Did I tell you that? Yeah, yeah, I found yeah. out that, yeah, we work at the same place. If, right, he, yeah. if he beats us all at Warhammer, we're just going to tell his dad to ground him from Warhammer yeah. for a while. I was like, I heard Tucker said that he, he looks at uh, porn while he's at the store. Um, and and, and he, he drinks alcohol and smokes cigarettes. And out we provide it. In the I mean, parking wait, lot. What? <laughs> no, of course, we don't do that, by the way. No, and Tucker doesn't do any of those things. He's an angel. So, um, <laughs> so uh, you just brought up something that I want to kind of build upon, which was the idea that it's, it is a, it is a business. It yeah. is somebody's livelihood. And that kind of goes into why should we support the FLGS and what as customers, if we find, once we find that story that we like, what should we be doing? And the honest answer is spend some money there. Yep. Right. Like you were talking earlier about, um, both role-playing and magic and how those Markets have some weird stuff going on. Specifically, role players, a lot of times, only one person in the group's buying the books, the rule books, unless it's someone like me who I, I'm just addicted to buying role playing game rule books. Um, so there's a lot of people that are going in there that aren't buying the actual product. Well, you know what? Those guys should be buying the snacks that they have on sale. They should buy something, some minis, something, yeah. because they are getting a service from that place by playing there. And a lot of people, it's, you know, with the modern setup, it's there. People are living in apartments that maybe aren't sized enough to have a group, a role-playing group over, or something like that. Um, and then on the other side of things, the magic players, uh, magic is a trap for a store in a lot of ways to me, especially once they get involved with the secondary market and reselling cards. And because people will, gamers can be very cheap. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Am I triggering oh, some, some PTSD? Yeah. yeah, he's got oh, some PTSD. Like, well, oh, so shit. so for those of you who don't know, Magic is, and if you don't know this, I don't know how you got this far. Magic is a blind buying product. You buy a pack of 15 cards and you do not know what you're getting. But this means that for competitive players, they will sell and trade and buy cards that have been opened already um, on what's referred to as the secondary market. Some stores get involved with this. Some stores have their own, like here's our, our open, our, in the, our singles cards at different rates. Um, but they have to get the cards from somewhere and they're gambling all the time when they do this. And a lot of times they lose big on buying cards on speculation and stuff like that. It's a trap to me. And if you're a store owner and you're considering doing the secondary market, you're, it's a loss. Don't, don't uh, do it. I, I mean, so yeah, the, the store that I worked at, you know, did, you know, move in excuse me <clears throat> move in the secondary market with both magic cards and miniatures too and like it, i i think it's i i'm very conflicted because well i don't think the magic cards have the return no they don't they 100 like, don't because they cycle like yeah so because people will come in and dump like 10 billion lands and then think that we owe them like two thousand dollars for a bunch of garbage and it's like no like it, this stuff is worth like uh, it's worth a heat it's worth a it's worth it. a penny a piece and not even that if you're trying to unload a mass amount and already have a bunch right? yeah yeah and so like gamers don't understand that and and maybe you know we're speaking a little bit generally but a lot of gamers don't understand that you know a, a game store is a business like get that in your head it's a business yeah like a lot of you know the guys running the stores are a little bit more friendly and kind of lazy fair with how they run their shit which is fine you know because it builds that nice environment but like when it comes down to it, this, this motherfucker running the store's got a mortgage to pay, and he's got kids in school, you know, like so he's not going to give you two dollars a land, all right? So get over it. But like, so I mean, like my my personal thought is, if you're going to move in the secondary markets, like you need to only be buying like elites and rares and foils and stuff for Magic. And if you like, I I think that used minis is a great idea, but you got to be cutthroat with it, and a lot of gamers aren't going to understand that, like. Yeah, they, they if think... I if I took my knight in one of my knights in right now to sell it at the store, it'd be ten bucks for the night, and they turn it around, turn around, and put it up on the shelf for a hundred dollars. Now, do I think that those margins should probably tighten so that they can bring in a fresher stock and rotate stuff out a little bit quicker? Yeah, but 
you know, there, there's more calculus involved there because they got brand new night sitting on the shelf, and each one of those they sell $75 in profit to the store. So, right. Or at least $75 that go directly to their overhead on other things like rent. So, I don't know, it's difficult. And just keep that in mind, though, if you're at one of these stores, like, it is a business. Yeah, so. and you're, there's a, you have a responsibility almost if you're using their, their facilities regularly yeah. to spend a little money there. Like, I, FLGS... The a game store that we it's local. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, um, I've gone in there a few times. I don't uh, go shop there often, but I do. Uh, I've had played games there a few times, and when I go play games there, I try to make sure to buy at least something. Yeah, that's, a, that's a little book, the same thing. A, a, a small yeah. board game expansion, something, because I'm going in there using their facilities. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, one thing that I actually I think is a good business practice, and if you see a store doing this, don't get upset that they're charging you money for this. Um, but keep in mind that this is where you're spending money. Don't feel obligated to buy something else. Is if they have a table fee. Yeah. If uh, a lot of stores will do a table fee or a membership, and it gets you access to their tables, and usually, it's their tables are stores that have this usually have nicer facilities. I find because they're mm-hmm. they have a more guaranteed uh, income. So, that's a good idea. If you see see a way to spend money in the store because you're playing games there, you should do that if you like the store. Right. And that's kind of the other thing. And my recommendation is if you're going to order something, like be purposeful with your purchases. Like if you know that you're going to be ordering something from a store, like, oh, I need a Chaos Rhino. So you go to the local game store and you tell them, hey, I need a Chaos Rhino. And they say, okay, cool. I'll order that for you. It should be in next week. Don't not go and pick it up. Yeah. And, you know. Like don't do that because that's not cool to do to the owner. It's not cool to do to the store. Like, if you're going to buy it, don't just, like, and then the next store you go to, oh, hey, the, the Chaos Rhino's here. I'm just going to buy this one and screw that other guy. It's like, no, go back to the place that you ordered it from because you're going to set a relationship with that person. Like, you need to set a relationship if you want to reap the benefits of such things. Like, because the first thing that's going to happen is what happens if the store that you just bought that Rhino from ends up closing down and you go back? And that guy's like, oh, you're that asshole that ordered a model and then you didn't come and pick it up and I had to sell it and it's been sitting on my shelf for six months like no I'm not going to order anything else for you again because you know you didn't show up the last time and that's a perfectly fair response I think Um, the other thing is like what George said when I'm at FLGS I will stop by the Reaper miniature section and see like I will look at something and be like oh you know what I need some zombies for last days so I pick up a couple of those and I'll snatch up some paints that I needed or something like that I'll just make small little purchases because it's like I just spent four hours here at a table. I bought one drink, two pots of paint, and, and a couple of Reaper miniatures. I spent 15 bucks, but I was here for three hours. So like five bucks an hour, sure, that's fine. I, five bucks an hour for entertainment's good. It costs that much to go to see a movie, so. It's actually a better deal than seeing a movie. Yeah, it's actually a better mm-hmm. deal than seeing a movie. And that's the thing, you have to be able to support these stores or they're not gonna stay in business because the person who's running it obviously has some connection to the board games, and if you don't, support that and if you're just one of those people that comes in uses the facilities never gives it any money then you're going to lose your spot to play and it's going to or what's going to happen is that magic owner is going to fall into the trap of well the magic cardlings pay lots of money and then the store's just going to get overwhelmed with magic right so if you want if you don't want to see that then support your local game store mm-hmm. and be there make a presence make it a point to show up because what happens is yeah if if another cardling if the cardlings take over it's because Somebody let the cardlings take over. Like, nobody showed up to... I like how we keep calling them cardlings. Like, yeah, like well, we, picked, we picked that up from the T.O. up, at, uh, up in Albany. Oh, yeah, he, he did call them yeah, cardlings. Make sure the cardlings have a table. <laughs> I forgot about that. I immediately fell in love with the term, and I've been using it ever since. Well, so, I mean, is... just like that, though. It's like, if they get if they take over, it's because the community <laughs> also, in that store let them pick. Also referring to them like they're locusts. Which they are. They, which they are. They can be. I mean, they, they really can be. I mean, it's, you know, we've how many times have George and I ran into an instance where we tried to throw something at the game store only to have somebody in the chat be like, that night's for the new release of this, like, version of Magic. And it's like, so there's going to be 20 of you mouth-breathing, non-bathing yeah, and, idiots and, there. And and you can't fault the owner because the, the Magic players are obviously, especially for new releases of sets, yeah. they're obviously spending money in there. So you can't fault the owner for, for chasing that money. But at the same time, it's like, oh, it's so disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing because it's like, man, what? Like, I want to be there. I want to play games, but at the same time, I, I don't want to. 
I don't want to be around the magic kids, you know? Well, there's um, so we both have daughters. You know, Mike and I both yes. have daughters. Mm-hmm. And my daughter is a little bit is older. Uh, you know, she's in her early teens now, which is makes me feel ancient. Um, God damn, you're old, man. I am an Again, old man. Again, all those extra years and no painted miniatures. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throwing shoes at you soon. Oh, there's the shot. <laughs> um, but what I wanted to get to fruit. is uh, <laughs> I wanted time. to loop back to something we were talking about earlier, which is your own conduct within a game store. Um, my daughter is at an age where she is getting into miniature painting. Like, she... One, one summer she was with me and we went to the GW store here in Jacksonville and she did a painting class and started painting up Ride and Neth and now she's like plays Warcry with me whenever we're, we're hanging out and she's into it um, there's 90% of the stores, actually maybe that's not fair I could drop it down to about, probably about 50 now that I've been to more stores, 50% of the stores in the area I will not bring her to because of the way people act in that store and part of that is a detriment for the store owner because I'm not, I'm less inclined to spend money there and we as we made reference before they don't it's a very tight business um, but it's also it's a little disheartening as a parent to, to like be like I can't share this part of my hobby with my daughter because these idiots don't know how to watch their mouth and don't and it's not even the cursing it's more of the subject matter like some of the things like what you were saying about the guy who got insulted for playing Eldar like yeah. I don't want my daughter to be exposed to that mindset because, yeah, that's that's just toxic. That's yeah, your responsibility as a parent too. It so is. Like to, it to is to keep your child from experiencing somebody it calling another person pejoratives because of a choice that they made. And like, it, it is one hundred percent my responsibility. So <laughs> what kind of fucking war dollies yeah, they chose to buy? I know, good, uh, good, good, good. I one hundred percent agree. It's my responsibility. Right. But you're in a. There's you're also, also responsibility adult. for being yeah. an adult in a public space. Right. That is, especially if a store builds itself as a family store which there are a few in the mm-hmm. Jacksonville area Absolutely. Um, and I think more of them should because it is a hobby for all ages and all genders and all you know just everybody um, if you want to have your own private clubhouse cool go have your own private cl- clubhouse right but if you're in a public store you, you need to respect that yeah yeah the other thing is like odds are and I also there's there's a few times that like I actually liked going to the store that I, I sometimes go to because some guys being an idiot and like there's people there just standing around being like shut the fuck up like just shut up like they just tell that guy to like shut the hell up and it's it's really funny because most of the people know that that one guy that's there and you're just like oh my god shut up like just just shut your mouth and for the most part if you're among people that have that same common mindset then odds are you're probably in the good store because you're always going to have that guy Um, but if you're surrounded by that guys go to a different store like move your feet Go, go somewhere else you know um, because that does happen to you. You can get that kind of the same group of people. Like, I, I dread the days that I meet other guard players because half the time that person's probably a Nazi. Like, that, that is unfortunate. Or, or they say it's... something like, or they say something weird like, I don't like European people. And I'm kind of like, what, what, what would you like to say? I know you're say? talking about it, and I guarantee you that person's never met a European too. Which is... Right, right. But it's like <laughs> that kind of thing. It's like, okay, now I feel weird because I play this army, you play this army. And. You yeah, feel, and feel a little guilt by association. I, unfortunately, you know, like this sucks, but I think it's something that needs to be brought up. There, there's kind of an interesting cross section in wargaming and far right ideologies, um, and I think it's some of the iconography, um, which is why I would low key not advise anyone to get an imperial eagle tattoo because it looks real similar to a couple other eagles that are a little bit less well received throughout history and um, not only that but really just kind of stay away from politics in general and i'll give yeah. you an example of that i was waiting for for zach and i had my drakari and i had them just sitting out at the on the table and i was waiting for him to show up so i was just kind of about to go look at some of the models that came in like the new shipments and i was going to go look in the used section because dark eldar cheap right now because nobody plays them so i was like screw it i'll go check out and see if i can find anything else uh and this guy comes up to me and he's actually one of the battle tech players that just shows up on the same day for some reason and then they steal all the terrain and like throw it up on the tables dick move battle tech guys battle tech's um, cool and i like most of those guys yeah those guys are okay <laughs> most of those guys are good dudes but this is a story every this time is a come. story about that guy that is not cool to hell with battle tech heavy gear forever and so he he comes up to my sure my sure. army and he kind of says he's like wow i've never seen this warhammer army before and i said oh yeah it's Drakari. and he's like what is it and i was like they're basically like 
elven space bondage pirates. And he's like, oh, so they're Antifa. And I said, okay, how do I bow out of this equation without, you know, engage, talking to you any more than I already have? And I just kind of like, I wanted to just back away and just be like, nope, nope, nope. You, hey, you know what? And you fully have the ability to do that in a store too. Like if someone's going to like come at you hot like that, then you can just be like, all right, cool. I'm not having this conversation yeah. and then walk off because they've made it awkward and to quote one of my other favorite podcasts, fuck politeness. So, like, <laughs> well, I just kind of said, yeah, I was just like, oh, I guess it could be construed that way. And it's like, but I'm going to, I got to go. And then I just kind of like, <laughs> but uh, I think I left my door. oven running. Yeah. Just run out. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I left my front door open. I got to go, guys. Bye. Like, I don't know, man. It's just, you're going to meet these weird people. And I guess that's just part of the, yeah, part it, of the process. And you actually just kind of touched on something. Uh, don't assume that everybody has the same politics as you. Definitely don't. Because um, that, and that's I'm a just. Sorry. I'm laughing because of like how basic of a human thing. That but is that but you we be know. Doing, but we have to say it because of well, the, I, the low, just the low bar that is set well, for gamers. Well, per- perfect example of that is I was at, when I used to go to uh, a different store more regularly. Um, a bunch of other guys from that store said, "Hey, let's go grab some slices of pizza because we the store had to shut down for a little bit." And somebody, while we were there, made a comment that assumed everybody had the same politics as them. And I proceeded to do the my one of my usual things where I'm not going to let that stand because it's factually incorrect. Like, I, I point out, I know these things because of these reasons. You're making a gross assumption that is factually incorrect. I'm not disputing your beliefs. I'm just disputing the facts. And we ended up working through it, but it was just a kind of, I had no clue that this guy's politics before that. And I was fine with it because it had nothing to do with our space Yahtzee. Yeah. So, like, just if if you're in a situation and you get on the subject and y'all want to, and that's a conversation you want to have then, but don't just make the comments like this guy made to Mike about his army because you assume that the person has shares your politics. Right. Um, yeah. And the other thing is, uh... oh, and if you're not funny, don't try to make fucking jokes like. Oh, so they're basically space antifa, or whatever. It's like, yeah, that that didn't land, bro. And now you look like a dumbass. And so. also, you're like a billion fucking years old. Um, and oh, I was thinking about a different dude. Now, okay, grow, I know grow, exactly grow, what you're talking grow about. Grow the now. fuck up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then also, and here's something that maybe you guys hadn't considered: food options. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. No, I I wanted to do a special section on why you should have food in your game store and what kind of food that should be and why you should keep your fucking Coke dispenser or Coke cabinet stocked. stocked. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like that one's a little... Touches home. Touches home. Touches home a little yeah, bit. But I, I'm saying, too, like, there y'all needs to... Y'all are triggering my fucking game if, store PTSD. If you are <laughs> if you are a game store owner and you are looking for a new location or you're looking to open, make sure that there's somewhere for people to eat mm-hmm. next to it. Because the last thing that I have happen, and, and this is what I hate the most, is like if I go there and I'm getting there at 11 o'clock and I finish a game at 2 o'clock and I'm going to come back and play another game, I need to be able to go somewhere to get something to eat or I'm going to pass out. Like, it's just, I can't stand on my feet for six hours thinking through a game of Warhammer without having something in my stomach. Well, and, and that's one of those things where if you're not near a place that's, that's a. Uh not near a place that has food, you might want to have a way to offer food in your store. Yep. Um, you know, there's one store here in that's more board games, but they do but they do board games and card Java games. Java House. Yeah, Java House. Yeah. They have a cafe. You can get uh-huh. coffee and pastries and little sandwiches. And it, it's a business opportunity. And if you're a person, especially, you know, that has like some sort of like hypoglycemia or medical thing, be aware of where when you're trying to figure out what's going to be your go-to store, what's nearby so that you can take care of yourself because yeah. you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, and you know, you, like George says, you, you have to take care of yourself. You're an adult. Like, take responsibility for yourself. Like, I, I've been asked four separate times by the same person in one store, hey, can you take my credit card and go get me some food because I'm diabetic and I'm about to pass out? It's like, bitch, why weren't you fucking, like, thinking about this? <laughs> Like, like, come on, man. Dude, bring a granola bar. It's that easy. So. Yeah, and just 
kind of but it is an important thing so if you find a store that has a lot of food options and you like the store that's basically the trifecta right? yeah you're, you're like, good you're if good. it's filled with people that you can get along with if it has a good representation of games that you want to play and if it has food options around and it's clo- it's within driving distance it's not unreasonable then it doesn't exist and if you find it then congratulations <laughs> because you found the one store that like is the is the shangri-la of all board games and let us know where that is too because we would love to play there so um, and I, I actually, this kind of it gives me a good final transition into one last topic I want to talk about is what do you do if you can't find a good game store? Like, how do you build up a community if there's not a good game store around? And I think the big, uh, the big takeaway from that for me personally is you go to the game stores and poach the people that you want to play with and figure out a way to do it in your own space where you're comfortable. Yeah, right. right? Like, if, um, perfect example with Mike, we met at a game store uh, whenever he was running the AOS tournament. I think it was whenever the first time we really got to hang out. Right. And we just we hit it off well. So later on, whenever things other things came up, he'd be like, "Hey man, you're gonna be at the store this time, so we can play." Or um, invited me over here to his house to play, you know, some Garage Hammer. Um, we just kind of made it work, and then it, that that little circle has grown. Right. Um, if you if you have the drive to play and you are willing to put in the legwork to find people you can get a great a, a local gaming group going you but the thing is these people aren't going to seek you out they're, yeah. they're you're going to have to seek them out you're going to have to do that and here's the approach that i took and, and this was just because so i knew about one store that's closed now um where i didn't have a good representation of people to play warhammer with i found another store that store was quickly becoming a place that wasn't sustainable to play warhammer at long term but there were cool people um, and then I started going on Facebook, right? And I typed in my area and Warhammer. And then I just typed that in and found Facebook groups of people that were on. And so that's how I found the Guardians Club. That's how I found a few others like South uh, Southeast Warhammer. Um, I found Frostgrave, things like that, uh, that way. And then I started, you know, posting in there, like, where does everybody meet? Where, where like, who can meet me for a game? And then you just have to kind of feel it out. And you get to know people that way. And, and people get to know you that way. And if you have a reputation for being a guy who is not a jerk and who can play a game and, and who's not problematic in more than one, like, you know, more ways than one, um, odds are people are going to ask you to, to play a game. So mm-hmm. if, if you're, like, a nice person who is enjoyable to be around, you show up prepared, you do everything that we've talked about in these last episodes where – you show up with your rules, you show up with your list, you show up with everything ready to go, you're probably going to get invited to do more things. People are going to invite you places to play more games with them because they like playing you as an opponent and they like being around you. And that's a shortage in this in this community that is a, a very nice resource to have. Is it's, it's always good to be wanted to... Want, other players who want to play with you is, is always a very nice thing. Yeah. Uh, because there are people that, you know, you see them post on Facebook and they're looking for a game and there's no replies. Yeah, because... And that, that signals to me, like, this person's probably not somebody that I'm going to have a good time Well, with. It, it could be a couple of things. It could be a new player. Mm-hmm. It, so that's something you got to take into account. But, but it could players, also Well, if, if they just don't, if they're an unknown and you have a limited right. amount of time. Yeah. And that, that's another yeah. thing, too. Whenever you're trying this approach, don't be discouraged if you don't get a ton of traction right away um, to, in your attempts to find players. But be persistent because somebody at some at some point you'll you'll find somebody because we're all looking for as gamers we're all desperate to get more games in it, it seems like right um, but there a lot of times you're right it, it's a red flag when you see someone post over and over and over again and no one's responding to them because right. they're probably have established themselves as an undesirable in some in some way yeah but that can also be the community real large doing that um yes yes i mean like there's certain people here in jacksonville that will post and not get games and it's not because they're a bad dude or anything like that it's because they're another competitive player and for whatever reason jacksonville doesn't like its competitive players too much we have an interesting sort of narrative sort of competitive group that has some interesting outlooks on competitive play and so you know when the guy that i'm talking about posts you know people know hey oh this guy you know he smashes face and and so i don't want to play him because i want to win which yeah actually means that you're a competitive player you're just you're You're just not mature enough 
to handle losing. And that actually goes another thing too. Whenever you're looking for a game, make it clear the type of game you want. Yeah. Make it clear if you want, like, I'm testing out a tournament list. I want someone to come in who's going to try and punch me in the face as hard as possible mm-hmm. so I can see what breaks in this list. Hey, I'm just learning. If, if you're looking to learn a game, post. You're looking for a learning game. Somebody will step up because um, this was the other last thing I wanted to talk about was advocacy for games, right? I, I love a tough, huge variety of games. Um, and there's a lot of games that it's difficult to find players for because... I'm the only one that has stuff for it, mm-hmm. right? But, for example, whenever I started picking up Warcaster, I knew this was going to be a problem, so I bought multiple starter sets, so that way I can show up and say, hey, do you want to try it? And I can show up with two forces. Right. So if you have a game that isn't Warhammer, or isn't rep- or if you, even if you like playing Warhammer, but it's not represented in your area for some reason, which seems very odd because Warhammer is everywhere, like a octopus with a million tentacles, um try and put some thought into how are you going to try and build it up if you want it to succeed if you want it to be there and the the most basic thing is have two starter two basic level forces that you can bring to the table even if it is just two forces from the same army right like if you don't want to go through the hassle of and the, the cost if you can't go through the cost of buying multiple different armies if you're like i just want to be a space marines player for some reason Get for some unknowable, some unknowable reason. <laughs> um, make sure that you have put the thought into having enough units and the, the organize in such a way that you can show up with here. Here's two 500 level, uh, 500 point uh, lists that work. What rules is written so that way I can teach someone else how to play 40k. Right, and the other thing is like yeah, just if you find somebody that also plays the same game as you, like I, I'm trying to play. Uh, there's a couple of Osprey games that I've been wanting yeah, to play, yeah. which are Ronin and. Um, Black Ops. Um, find it if you find another guy to play that with. You go to a game store and play the game. Yeah, um, in, in because quiz. people may walk by and be like, "Hey, what are you playing?" And it's like, "Oh, it's this cool game that's like miniatures agnostic, and it you know it takes a little bit of time, but it's it's a fun game." They may decide like, "Hey, can I show up with my you know guardsman or something like that in this game?" And it's like, "Yeah, actually, that's compatible. You can bring that on along." You, you've just found another player who you may like to play with. Well, and I feel like the same thing happened when we were really pushing Gatslands and we're for, trying to get used to the new edition. You were playing against a uh, friend of the show, Castle, mm-hmm. and there were some kids there who saw it and like ran out and bought a bunch of Matchbox cars because they thought it was so cool and they wanted to play it. Right. Yeah, you know? and they, they wanted to play it because the cost of entry in Gaslands is minimal. Like minimal. Four, four like bucks. Four bucks, and you've got a team. Actually, that's too much for a team. You probably only need two cars. Uh, and then the calamity and the hilariousness ensues and, and you just have a good time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, and don't just, you know, don't, don't get discouraged if it takes you a little while. It takes a long time to build this, this community, your, your little tribe of people that it's taken me, I mean, I've been playing for three years now and I have two people that I actually play with that I have a podcast with. <laughs> like, and there's a few people on the, on the outlying side, like Daniel Castle, you know, um, Tucker people like that that i that i play with that are like fun to play around but you know that's that's the thing it's you're gonna have a small group of people that you actually like you're gonna have those people that you're gonna you'll play a game with if you don't if you're like yeah you know what i'll play with that guy he's he's pretty tolerable and then there's guys you're like fuck no never like i would rather not play never again so i mean that's just that's just the way that this is it's just like anything else like any other hobby that you do with other people like, there's going to be people that you go play golf with on the golf course that you're like, I'm never playing with this asshole again. <laughs> so, or tennis or baseball or football or whatever intramural thing that you do. Like, there's video game tournaments that people don't, you know, it's just everything. Yeah. Man, I want to go play golf now. Sounds fun. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I got clubs. This is now the golf cast. <laughs> yeah. Golf cast. <laughs> is Tiger Woods going to take the 2021 I think tournament? I know a guy that can help us out with some green fees. Yeah, I think Mike. I know that guy too. <laughs> he's and an asshole, though, from what I heard. Very much so. Yeah, he's, a, he's a real prick. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's nothing else, I yeah, I was gonna say the, I was just gonna uh, close yeah. out with you know find a place that you want to play. If there's not one, build it up, and be aware of your social surroundings. If you are visiting North Central Florida and you would North like to Central. play with us. That's like fucking Tallahassee, man. No, we're that's the Panhandle. We're northeast Florida. Northeast. If you're visiting northeast Florida, <laughs> like Jacksonville, St. Augustine, Hastings, 
Palatka. Sure. <laughs> Don't fucking call me if you're going to Palatka. I'm <laughs> not driving down there. <laughs> Fleming Island. Um, if you're go if you're in Northeast Florida and you want to play a game, reach out to tabletopdropouts at gmail.com. We'll try to get together. With Hell yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah, we'd love to meet some of the people that listen. Uh, if you find yourself in our neck of the woods, let us know. We'll be happy to show up and play a game with you. Zach would like to show up with his competitive Warhammer list and absolutely. Oh yeah, Zach's the only competitive player on the podcast says the guy that's thinking about going to a double gt with me here in a couple of weeks i haven't agreed i know you, but the thoughts the seats you have been, you have the thought is still there and then robert is actually like really like hey I man love, come on i love how come he come texted come me he's like have you been telling rob to convince me to go to this and i was like i had brought up that you were thinking about it because he's like come on there man like don't no make conspiracy. me ride with zach like, that's what he said he's like don't make me just ride with zach that'd be really weird come on man like, <laughs> Like he's just like, come on, dude, come on. That's amazing. What a dick. That's amazing. It's <laughs> okay, guys. If you uh, have enjoyed the podcast, or even if you don't, just follow us anyway because you owe us. Um, yeah, you owe us. Yeah, we provide a service. Do here. it. <laughs> Support your local podcast. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Go ahead and subscribe on uh, whichever service you use to catch the podcast. And it's easy, too, because it's all tabletop oh. dropouts. Yeah. Yeah. Corner cool. of the market. Corner <laughs> of the market. We need to trademark that shit. Technically, I think we technically already have. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Later, yeah, motherfucker. Enjoy your games. Paint- Thank you.